Happy Man, yeah. Woo! Do you want to go to war, Balaki? No. I'm for real. Woo! Son of a Woo! That's better. Man! Within and Ryan, it's walk the line, and I say yeah, yeah, and then I say a peace. All right, everybody, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Walk the Line. Happy New Year, Happy 2014. My name is Dan Cryer, and sitting with me is my best bud, Ryan Smith. Ryan, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. I hope you had a nice break. I know that the two of us did definitely with uh, bowl games and NFL. Back for episode 16 and the first one of 2014. I know, it feels very good. Episode 16, we're rolling, and 2014, um, you know, I looked back, Ryan and I both did a summary of 2013, and there was a lot of great things. It was a good one. It was a good year, but there was a lot of frustrating things that just came and went, as as every year has, but I think... uh, the, the the main thing is we made it through, and now we have greener pastures. I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but I would say NFL picking was one of the frustrating things of 2013, so hopefully that can change in 2014. Yeah, it was the one of the strangest NFL seasons I've ever ever witnessed because there was no trends and if if anything there was there was more trends to what made no sense. You would see right. a team win two in a row and then go into some team that had lost two in a row and boom the 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 team with two losses is one. Yeah, and we had the Jets winning and losing every other week and then the Colts started that trend and then they win four of their last five and get in the playoffs and it's just a weird year to, overall. Yeah, yeah. But the good news is, as everyone listening knows, we're here at Michigan State University at Impact 89 FM representing Impact Sports. Michigan State had a great start to what the year 2014. What to be here at MSU, man. Holy Unbelievable. Cow. And Ryan and I were in Pasadena. We were in Pasadena. <laughs> Pasadena. And it couldn't have gone better. And Ryan, don't, don't you think, I mean, tell everybody, did, did we have a confident feeling going into that game? I mean, we we saw plus seven, and we're like, that is way too many points to be giving the fourth-ranked team in the country. And then, you know, even from the spread aside, just as a fan, from a fan standpoint, Mm -hmm. I think we, as Michigan State fans, went into that game being like, oh, yeah, here we go, baby. And it, the game went how a lot of people thought it was going to go. It was a real physical game, and luckily for Michigan State, it came down to a defensive stop, something they prided themselves on all year long. and. You know, if that's something that you, you know, are proud you're built of, on you're it. built on, yeah. you've been pumping yourself up all year, we're a defensive team, well, guess what? You're up four with three minutes to go. And and just to put the dominance into perspective, I mean, I read somewhere where they said, first team to 10 wins. Well, guess what? That wasn't yeah, true. We, was we fell down 10 nothing, And, you know, I mean, what? T- and then we... Th- yeah, it was, a, it was a false 10 nothing though. They went they went up seven, and we had the drive that could mm-hmm. stall in the 40, and we had to punt. And they were going... They had a nice drive going, and they actually fumbled, and we had two or three guys Opportunity, it. I know. And then we held them to a field goal. So it was 10 nothing, but it wasn't a, oh, no, sort of 10 nothing. No, and like, we took... Right, get yeah. us the ball back. Let's go down and get a field goal. You know, and the, the defense picked it up, and then at the end of the game, in the fourth quarter, we got the touchdown pass. We took the lead, gave up a field goal. But then at the end, you know, that fourth down stop, that was nowhere near even the red zone. That was on their own 35. Stanford had quite a long way to go in that last minute. They so had two timeouts to go. They had run the ball the two plays before, and it was questionable play calling by them. 
I think a, a big thing that's overlooked is the fact that D'Antonio didn't sit on the ball going into the half after the pick six because he could have been like, he we, didn't. Don't, we don't want Cook throwing another pick six or another mm-hmm. turnover because then you're like, man, they go up even more than they did. But he came out, the first play call was a pass, and he had confidence in his quarterback. Right down the left sideline there. And because of that, we went down, and the pick six was really a wash because it was a three-point game before it. That's right. They went up 10, and we went down and scored and cut it right yep. back to three. So I think that really got overlooked was the D'Antonio play calling there as far as not just taking it into the half. Right. And the thing about that, and we can get into some walk-the-line talk here now that we we can break it. And like Ryan mentioned, it was a seven-point spread at game time. I mean, the last episode that we taped here was in the the 12th of Jan- uh, December. And at the time, Stanford was minus four and a half. And Ryan and I thought it would be going down to three and a half, but it went way up to seven. The over-under was at 43, down to 41 and a half on game time. It barely went over. And so 24-20. And I just want to recap, like I had Ryan and I both picked Michigan State to win. And we we did a written um, walk the line at the end of December. We both still picked Michigan State to win. But, you know, I had Michigan State winning 24-21. So I, I thought it would go over at the time. And then I, I changed it to 20-17. to And then Ryan had 21-20 with it staying under with Michigan State. So we both had Michigan co- Michigan State covering even. And what do you remember what your score was for the when we did the written walk the line? Uh, I'd have to look it up. I, we, I was in the same ball. I think you were like 24 I think 20 to, something I think like 24 17 mm-hmm. or 20 to 17 or something like that. But it was the one of those games where we said, "Man, we we wish we would have stopped through Vegas on the way there." You know, that plus 7, boy, that is a lot of points to get. I don't want to put any merit in what Floyd made what Floyd made whatever it was, but he put 50,000 on on the money line. you money line. Mm-hmm. So. Cashed out for 112,000. There were, so there were that's some funny. people around the country who were liking what we liked. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, I just would like to say thank you to Michigan State for providing a, such a memorable season to us. I mean, it was just if you go back over the weeks leading up to it, and us even talking about the show. I mean, I, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought R- Rose Bowl. And I know they believed in themselves, and that's why they did it. Exactly. All year, chase it, man. That's, that's yeah, chase it. We about. are the ones. I mean, yeah, and we're like, you just beat Purdue fourteen nothing. <laughs> you ain't chasing nothing. <laughs> but they did it. They, they kept, kept truck. Yeah, and everything set up. And you know, it's one of those dreams seasons where because the schedule was in our favor and we played so well I'm going to be interested to see because Cook's going to come back next year and we're going to have tougher schedules but this is this is a team that I feel that can win anywhere from what we saw at the Stanford I mean yeah and a big part of sports like we just talked confidence man as long as you believe it and you can do it yep that that does play a factor in some things and I think that definitely helped this team this year and they lost Bulla going in the game and I feel like yeah fans kind of skipped a heartbeat but the team was like all right, next man up. And a lot of teams kind of have that thing is who's going to step up. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. And it happened. The guy who ended up stepping up was the guy who made the the game-winning stop. And the cool part, too, we were there. We stayed for about 45 minutes, an hour after the game. I mean, every player deserves accolades for that win. There's there's nobody you can say no. Every player that you see in the team, you can every coach, you can smack them on the shoulder and just say, nice job, dude. It was a team effort. There was not one star that game. And Cook got the MVP, rightfully so, I think, if yeah. it was yeah. one person. He had the 322 yards or whatever Good it was. Good game. And we said he, this, the game slowed down for him, you know. And uh, it just looked like he was it looked like he was comfortable back there in the pocket and, and knew that he was making his reads. Yeah, and it's slowed down is a perfect way to put it. We were even talking during the game, and you're like, he's holding on to it a little <laughs> long. But I, we turned and said, well, that was Maxwell's problem. What we didn't like about him is he would go, he'd option one, two, three, throw it away. Out of bounds. And Cook, man, he was waiting for guys to get open. And he, you're he right, was the, leading guys. You game, were pointing that out. He led totally people. totally slowed down for him. And yeah. He was seeing, even on the first touchdown, 
he is two inches away from getting clipped in the heel and falling down, but he he had such a presence of where everyone was on the field. Yep. He outstepped the guy and made the pass to, and we had the, the little jump catch in the end zone there. And yep, yep. He looked big. He looked strong. So awesome. Well, thank you, Michigan State, and I can't wait to even start thinking about next year. So we we got a little time to just bask in this. I don't even know if the Rose Bowl victory is sunk in fully yet. To be honest, I mean. It was just too surreal. Yeah, Nike put out something the other day that they can't keep up with the production of all the Rose Bowl champ stuff that wow. Michigan State's ordering. So Man, I got my look, shirt right yeah, when I got I, back. I got to get over to the bookstore uh-huh. and get me one of those. I mean, it, it's going to be adorned. Even in the hallway here at Holden Hall, I, there's a there's a Rose Bowl emblem and everything. So it's great. I mean, this is something that we really are going to hold on to for a while. Yeah, it's something to be proud of. Big time, big time. Well, so then let's just, like uh, like I said, let's do a recap then of the, the calls that we made on our show from December 12th just to see how we do. We'll, we'll just assess some of the important games like the BCS game. So let's just start with the game that uh, at the time I convinced uh, Ryan to pick away, but you know what? He he was he was smart on game day and, and got me. Florida State ended up being minus 10 against Auburn. I had said 52-38. I thought it was going to go over the 66. It, the, the final score after a, an amazing game was 34-31. to Auburn played great. Auburn had a lead up until that last drive. And so Ryan, I know, even though he said 41 30 back in December. Ryan, I know, took the points on I, Monday I night. I had Auburn plus 10. With the sure. under, I think. No, I had the over. Oh, did you? Okay, I that's mean, right. I think both of us thought the whole game would go how the fourth quarter went. Exactly. Back and forth, back and forth. The game started and we both looked at each other after the first two drives. It's three like, nothing. Oh, man. That's that's not how we thought this was going to Yeah, you want to start well, strong. Yeah, we thought Jameis was just going to be slinging it around and Auburn had his number for a while at least. Mm-hmm. He woke up. I mean, we watched the game together and we're saying, you got to go to number one. You got to go to that guy. He's a big dude. Finally, on the last play, uh, yep. they, they hit him. Yep. And so, and you know, it's just funny because uh, it's a heartbreaking way to go for Auburn, but Florida State had what it took in the fourth quarter. They they ran back a kickoff. They did give up that touchdown, but they gave their they gave the Heisman winner a minute and fifty or whatever it was, and and he did what he had to do. He he hit number eighty for that long pass. So just impressive to see a kid that young keep his head in the game because you said it during the game. That kid's never lost anything in his life ever. And for three quarters, Auburn had his number, and he looked frustrated. And when he fumbled the ball, I was like, that's it. Because the look on his face when he was walking off, I was like, he might even cry if they lose this Oh, I game. know. And he looked pretty shaken up, and the coach was over there yelling at him, and it seemed like everything was just going crazy for Florida State, but he gathered his composure, and, man, he looked great those last couple drives. Yeah, and so I guess being saying that I was wrong about the point, I thought Auburn would be blown out. Auburn deserves lots of credit. Coach, you know, Gus Malzahn, he deserves lots of credit. And, uh, you know, their quarterback and the running back, it's just, it was it was a great game. So, oops, I, I, I expected a blowout, but it was a great, it was one for the, for the memory bank there. At least it was fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so then another game that we were correct about going over was Ohio State and Clemson. And I think this one, Ryan had Clemson winning at the time, 42-37, this is the last month. I said Ohio State was going to win 52-39. Uh, you know, Ohio State had the game in in hand, and I know Ryan. He went with. Did you? I talked you into Ohio State. He I did. think. Definitely. Oops, but Ohio State had it. There was that point where they gave up two touchdowns in a matter of a minute. Like the guy Philly Brown, I think, or somebody fumbled a punt, and it's 
it is just what it is. Luckily, I didn't even watch the game. That was the night I was heading back to school. So well, I I, I watched the game, and Sammy Watkins was they could throw anything up, and he, that guy's going to be a good pro player. I mean, he just went up and snared it. You know, the Larry Fitzgerald style, just all hands, just grab it. Unless the Lions draft him, then, <laughs> yeah, then he's done. Exactly. So poor Lions. Sorry, Lions fans. I mean, we're not Lions fans, but that that Lions ended the way the Lions were expected to end in my mind. Lions but, and the Bears came through like they yeah, they did. Do. They did, and by the the way we're going to be getting to our nfl picks uh that's what our show is going to be handling here but let's uh let's do another game that uh here's one that i why did why i did not write down you know what i know what i i know what i meant here but for the fiesta bowl um i had uh, baylor winning 33 21 in in real life uh uh, Central Florida just ran them out of the building. It was 52-42 final score. So for some reason, I thought it would stay under, but I did have Central Florida covering. Ryan said 41-27, so he kept it under. But I think on both on on the, the day of, it was minus 16.5. I took Central Florida. I remember taking that. But, uh, you know, one of those games that people might remember not remember i don't know yeah that was a nobody cares game i mean it was at the end we were we were still basking in rose bowlness i mean we were exhausted but we were like hey football's on let's, <laughs> let's get home from traffic yep man okay and then the final one was the big big shocker was the all-state sugar bowl i mean i said alabama would win 35 13 ryan had a 38 10 alabama alabama was minus 14 and a half at kickoff and oklahoma came up with something they they had didn't have all season i mean I mean, I just could have never guessed that both Ohio State and Alabama would lose yeah. their last two games of the year. You just, that just doesn't nope. happen ever. It's impossible to even think of. And mm-hmm. going into that game, what was it, 14 or 15? 14 or, and a half. Yeah, something, and that just seemed even so low. We're like Alabama. Because Alabama scored on their opening drive. Yeah, and they went right down. And we, we were on the plane actually watching mm-hmm. the game, and we turned to each other and go, we should have put more on there. <laughs> Good thing we didn't. That's why you... Uh... I had the over in the game, which was good, because it was about 52 and a half at kickoff. And, I mean, just Oklahoma couldn't be stopped. And they said that quarterback didn't have... He had as many completions or touchdowns in that game than he did all season. And this is weird. Would you even go as far to say as Alabama just got outcoached in that game? I mean... Maybe the motivation wasn't there. Maybe they just... It was national championship or bust for Alabama. Yeah, they, and th- what they did is they, oh, they, right. they believed their own hype that we gave them. And Oklahoma was the team that came in with speed because there was a couple breakaway runs for Alabama where Oklahoma looked like they wanted it more and they tracked them down. So I just find that hard to believe that you can't get hyped up for a game like that. I know. Especially Nick Saban, who he just, that dude does not want to lose, whether it's game one or 13 or it it doesn't matter. So, well, the ultimate ramifications of this was that Michigan State ended up, deservedly so, third place, which is great because Auburn was a very, very, very good runner-up, and and Florida State obviously undefeated, perfect season. But Michigan State, we are third best, and that was a legit third best, thirteen and one, best best finish since uh, nineteen sixty six here. Yeah, and as much crap as the BCS got, I think this year it actually worked out the way it was supposed to and those were the two best teams in the national championship and 100% the Rose Bowl champ was third that's the way it should go yep and it's cool because you know people say oh well, there should have been what if this was the year for the final four but you know what I'll take it definitely it was the, the uh, Michigan State's first BCS in the last year of the BCS the the Rose Bowl was beautiful as always the end zone was great it said BCS we're all going to remember the Michigan State looked the, the words look good in the end zone it was just a pretty day a pretty game we looked good in green you want to know what the best part about that end zone was we scored the final touchdown in it game winning man right in front of us too we were in the student section and i mean we we basically screamed for about four hours straight and my legs were shaking in the first quarter of that game i was telling them my emotions Mm -hmm. were so up and down that day i got in the game i was like 
this is incredible. My mind just couldn't even comprehend. Right. We started off angry and then I was getting happier and I, I felt like a feeling kind of in, in between my eyebrows of I didn't know if I was having a migraine or something or a headache and, my, and then behind my neck was tingling. But my I, brain yeah. didn't even know to get happy when it was starting to sink in that yeah. when it was just confused. It was like, wait, really? This yeah. Is, it was happening. I know. It was awesome. And, and when you leave the Rose Bowl, no matter if you drive or, or walk, you're just with a sea of people. So we had to walk basically at zero miles per hour out with the crew. It was a happy walk. And it was just a happy walk. I felt like zombies because we were so <laughs> exhausted and hungry. But we were like, we just won the Rose Bowl. <laughs> so it, it was just what an experience. I mean, the whole thing at Los Angeles, thank you for hosting it. We just, you know, it was so beautiful. No matter where we went, we had parking and stuff. Man, that was a great trip. And I'll let you know when it sinks in it's still it's no. still not here so okay well it is now time to get into some new stuff here on walk the line episode 16 um today is january 10th 2014 and so tomorrow and sunday is what a lot of people are calling the coolest nfl weekend um you know it's gonna it's the divisional playoff game so you got uh, four games they're all great matchups and so we'll just get into the Saturday games first here. The first game, which is going to be at 4.35 p.m. Eastern, is going to be a rematch from uh, several years ago, of which was a wild card game. Now we're in the division. It's the New Orleans Saints. They're coming in as eight-point underdogs to uh, Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. So Seattle's minus eight, and the over-under is 45 and a half. And I'll just give the weather report, too, that I had. I, I believe I said it was 48 degrees. It's going to be raining, 100% chance of rain. And that's kickoff at 1.30 p.m. there time so it's going to be a rainy rainy day there ryan and new orleans is coming off a last second victory over philadelphia where they were they were underdogs and won that game on the road in philly so ryan i want you to tell me what you think about this game i think the seahawks have been the best team all year i think they will continue to show that the saints have just they've just been okay this year but they look good last week and you never can rule drew Brees out of a playoff game but you know, I, I think the win last week doesn't mean that all the problems of them going on the road are gone. Okay. Especially since Seattle is such a tough place to play. Yeah. And they're at home, and they have really been the best team all year. I don't think it was any fluke. No. The weather obviously plays a factor. Maybe even that helps the Seahawks even more. So I'm going to go ahead and just come out and say Yeah, gonna, let's, let's get to it. Yeah, I like Seattle to cover the 7.5. Um, you know, off the top of my head, I'll say 27-17. They'll win the game. Okay, so you're keeping it under with Seattle? Yeah, I'm going to keep it under. Seattle's got that great defense, and I was talking with Jason, who we work with the other day. We were mm-hmm. talking about Richard Sherman. He's one of those guys who he's just such a loud mouth, and you want to pick on him and try <laughs> Right. But then he, he is. He's, he's He gets the, it done. He's all the talk. And he led more. the league yeah, in interceptions. He, yeah, he's, the dude's good. And, and New Orleans doesn't have a lot of offensive weapons other than Drew Brees. He's kind of a Tom Brady type where he can sprinkle it around mm-hmm. and make – no name guys famous and get them get everyone yeah. three or four receptions hit seven different targets but against this defense i just don't think it's going to work i think we're going to see them well colson comes to mind as a receiver that he can rely on in my mind yeah but i don't and if sherman can shut him down then who can you name another receiver that one guy yeah with, with the helmet exactly. that's, okay i got you yeah you you're right I, mean? I hear you when i i in my head i think of drew Brees. right like, you can't rule that dude out of a playoff game you just can't do it right but then i start going down the saints and i'm like Man, they just were so unimpressive this year. They they whooped the Buccaneers, who were terrible. But then uh-huh. I just go back to, I think it was week 16, when yeah. they had to play the Panthers for the division. Yeah, they I, gave it up at the end. Well, I picked the Saints in that game. Maybe that's why I'm so mad about uh-huh. it. But, man, they really blew that game on the road in exactly. Carolina with a chance to win the division. So 
Well, here's the way I look at it. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on the under. And I'm also going to agree that Seattle's going to win the game. But because of the rainy temp, rainy, and I understand rain can make slippery ball, and then, you know, quick turnover here and there gets you some extra points. Just going to keep it closer, you think? I think it's going to keep it closer. I, I was going to initially say that uh, Seattle was going to win by a touchdown, but I'm going to make it a little stranger. I'm going to say that it's going to be um, a six-point game. I, I, I'm going to say that it's going to be kind of close to, like you said. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with uh, 24 to 18. It's going to be some weird, I don't know how they get to 18, but that's a strange score to even mention. But I'm going to say Seattle's going to go uh, go on to the next round because it really does feel yeah. like Seattle's year. I mean, I know people, they're a little worried because they're used to the Seahawks not really doing much, but uh, I think just I Russell think Wilson. This year. He's he's older now. He's got a couple years under his belt. Yeah. The two teams played earlier in Seattle, 34-7. to seven. Right. And so the fact that they scored seven then, True. Seattle's going to ramp it up even more this weekend. I mean, I remember discussing that with you. It was a Monday night game, and we both knew that at that point, New Orleans didn't really want anything of them. No. So the reason that I think New Orleans is going to stay closer than the spread is that they're remembering Marshawn Lynch beating. East mode, earthquake-causing run from that playoff game. They're remembering that they got smacked. They were they were thinking, hey, we're underdogs in Philadelphia. We handled that business. So I think they're going on with a, a chip on their shoulder, and they're going to give you a tougher game. I mean, part of me says watch out Seattle, but for the purposes of right now, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go bold and say that New Orleans is going to win the game. I'm just going to say that they're going to keep it closer, and maybe Seattle gets a touchdown at the end. So you know, may, let, just to make it more normal sounding, I'm going to move it down one point on each side to make. At twenty three seventeen, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna stay close like you are. You have twenty seven seventeen. I have twenty three seventeen. And going back to the beast mode year, that was one of those weird years where the Saints were, or excuse me, yeah, the Saints were. They the were better, defending champions. They were the better team. They just happened to be the wild card that year. So the mm-hmm. Seahawks got the home game, and the Seahawks were terrible that year because I remember I was I was right. going to the Bears game the next weekend. Yep. And so I was pulling for the Saints because I wanted to see that Saints team. And man, when the Seahawks won, I was so pissed because. The Bears just killed them the next week. It wasn't even a game. It was 10 degrees out there. I couldn't feel my feet. Right. And the Seahawks just don't lose at home, whether they're the better team or not. Mm, that's why I, I, they I are think the they're going to win. Team. I think they're, this is they are. theirs. Yep. Cool. Cool. Well, it'll be interesting, especially in the rain. And I mean, it's kind of in sort of enclosed stadium. It's not a wide open stadium, but it's going to be loud. You know, yeah, artificial they, noise artificial or not. Artificial noise. I they, know. They pump it in there. Okay. So then, the next game on uh, Saturday tomorrow, uh, January 11th, is the night game. It's Indianapolis Colts going in to New England at 8:15 p.m. New England is favored by seven, so they're minus seven. The over/under is 52. And just a couple quick notes: Indianapolis was getting spanked at home. It was 38-10 at one point or something. They charged all the way back. They went up 45-44 and held off Kansas City, so knocking Kansas City's season out. But yeah. wh- why do they come back, though? Because Andrew Luck is good. No. No, why? How many players did the Chiefs lose? It's true. The, the Chiefs just dropped like flies. I mean, Charles was gone early. They're, Charles, I mean, he won't get the MVP, but that dude is. Yeah, and there was MVP defenders caliber. dropping. I know that Niall Davis went, and they, they needed him. They two running backs. Yeah, I and. Just, it, it was close, and that's that's. I'm a Kansas City fan, and that's how it goes. I didn't expect him to win that game, but it was, it, you know, that's just how it goes. I mean, their players were just dropping like flies, and they still had the big lead. Charles went out the first drive, I know, and they still got up that big without him. Yep, and the Colts scored on a weird fluke fumble that Luck picked up too. So like the that's guy's what I lucky, mean. It's, it's good, just, and it it bounced mm-hmm. their way. And I I don't like this matchup at all. I think both of these teams just aren't that great they ended the season hot new england won five of six to end the year and indy won four of five not including the playoff game last week but man i just the patriots this year they 
they beat teams like the Buccaneers, the Bills, and the Dolphins uh-huh. by less than a field goal. Yep. It just and bends. well, let me give you a weather report because that's what I was just looking at now. All right, so go ahead. Boston tomorrow night, it's it, there's a high of 56 during the day, and then the low is going to be uh, 42 degrees. So it's going to be as good as you can hope for January in Foxborough, Massachusetts. But it says there's a hundred percent chance of precipitation. So we have a, a rainy game. Rainy games make me say they're going to stay under. I will bring this up though. The last time these two teams met was last year, and so and it was funny because I was like, "No, Peyton Manning played them this year." That's how much I think of Peyton Manning and the Colts. But it was no. Andrew Luck went in last year. I think it was a Week Eleven matchup, and the score was fifty-nine to twenty-four. New England just lit them up. Now this is a different New England team, and this is a different, different situation Colts team too. And it's a pretty dang hard NFL season to predict, especially the 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 Patriots. I think Ryan and I we've already aren't huge Patriots fans. But we wanted to grind them up on s- several occasions. They always did the opposite of what we said. That's right. And they've had offensive struggles this year, weather aside. So I like this game to stay under. Mm-hmm. Also, being a playoff game, it's one of those things where every drive matters. And slow to the clock you know, down a little. Right. They'll say that in the regular season. But there's definitely some mental laps there. But now it's playoff time. Every point matters. I, I like it to stay under. Yeah. All right. Um, you picked first last time. I like it to stay under. And because I'm thinking about it, and I'm saying, well, New England's not going to cover. I'm going opposite of opposite. And I'm going to say 30 to 20, New England covers, and it stays under. And we'll see what happens. So, so, And it could be 31. I, the reason I don't want to say 31, 21 is because I want to keep it under. But I'm thinking 30 to 20, New England covers. Yeah. Another, another reason that's tough about this weekend to pick these games is how do teams respond to a bye week? Yeah. Especially teams like the Patriots who are, I guess you can call them hot down the stretch just I don't have a number but thinking back all these teams who have buys mm-hmm. brought it up before both the one seed and the two seed haven't won in the yeah season. and some of these more. teams rest so players just, the week before New England didn't do that because no. they were trying to fight for that final playoff game with, with uh, for the buy they with, wanted the buy so correct. this year nobody really rested anybody so they just had an extra week to recuperate I guess yeah, the way I look may, at it but maybe Indy got some momentum from last week maybe yeah. they're feeling confident but it's Tom Brady and it's playoff time. And uh-huh. They're going to do what they've done all year. They're going to look terrible mm-hmm. and then somehow just find, Figure a, it out. find a way to win. And when I think of Patriot playoff games, is Adam Vinatieri back on the team to just kick a last second? Right. They're going to trade him during the game from the Colts to yeah. the Patriots, have him kick the winning field right. goal for so Tom Brady. I'm, I'm going to go, yeah. I'm gonna go um, Patriots to win but not cover. Seven and a half is way too much to okay. be given Indy. So I'm going to go 20 to 17. Wow, that's really close. Wow, that'll be like a playoff last, classic. Last second field goal, I'm telling wow, you. Wow, okay. Well, that's he, a good one. I mean, he's even going to kick like a 48-yarder, and it's and I'm just going to be really upset that the Patriots won. Cool. So to summarize Saturday, um, Ryan and I both like the unders. We like under 45.5 in New Orleans, Seattle because of the rain. And in New England, it's going to be rainy rainy again. So I went 30-20, and Ryan went 20-17. to 17. So we, di- we disagree. This is cool. This is a good start to yeah. walk the line All 2014. Right. I like it. And then even from just a fan standpoint, I like the NFC games a lot better than these AFC matchups. So we'll, we'll <sighs> yeah. see which one. Yep. So then let's slide into the the NFC matchup on Sunday, January 12th. It's going to be a 1.05 p.m. game. So that'll be uh, here on the East Coast in our time zone here in Michigan. It's the San Francisco 49ers. And the game was a pick em earlier in the week, but now San Francisco's minus one at Carolina Panthers. 
Panthers uh, beat them 10-9, to I think, during the middle of the oh. season in San Francisco. It was a big defensive struggle. And I know that uh, uh, San Fran that? wants to get him back. I, it's, that was like I'm thinking it's like, or yeah. was it was No, early, it, was, it, was, it? it was about, yeah, check on your computer oh, while I yap. But the over-under is 42. And like I said, I, I guarantee I know their score from that game because it was 10-9 to and Carolina. Oh, yeah, it was week 10. It was week, later in Week there. 10. And Carolina made a stop at the end. And so the thing is, there's it, been yeah. Go on. What it won't say? be that low scoring again. Do you think? Well, here's the thing. Let's go back to the meteorological report. I am not an AMA certified meteorologist, but uh, thank you, weather channel. Weather. Fifty-seven and sunny. Yeah. On zero percent chance of precipitation in Charlotte, North Carolina. So they're going to enjoy that. Now forty-two. Yeah, you know what? It's it. That's a tough one, but I'm I'm with Ryan. I'm I'm starting to say sunny weather. You know, Kaepernick's starting to feel hot. I know that that Denver and Seattle really look like the choice best teams all season. But boy, here comes Kaepernick. He's figuring out. I'm gonna need to scramble with my. I'm, I got to go with my legs and carry and run these guys to the Super Bowl. So this is where I'm starting to think now. What do you think? Yeah, I'm. I texted you last week. I'm like, he needs to just keep running at least every other play. He's just so tough to stop. Yeah. And we we talked about kind of going in the show. It's just the NFL is who gets hot at the right time. We've seen Eli Manning yeah. take eight and eight teams in the playoffs and win it all. Yep. The Bears were hot when they when they got in that year. Yep. And they've won seven or eight in a row. San Fran has. Yep. And if this is a pick 'em or minus one or minus two, I'm I'm shaking my hands over here and I'm taking San Fran. Yeah. I I just like them to go in and win this game. It, I definitely like San the, Fran the too. Questions about Cam Newton are still going to be there until he does what he needs to do, and I don't think he's ready. And you know, Sta- San Francisco's got the guys that come through in the playoffs. Anquan Bolden, who was great for Baltimore last year, they have Vernon Davis, they have Frank Gore. You know, solid defense. They got Whitner, who wants to be known as Hitner. Yeah. I'm, so, I mean, I'm smiling over here at picking San Fran in this one. So Cool. Well, so the question then, Ryan, the over-under is 42. What do you like for a final score in this one? I'm going to let you pick first. I'm going to sit here and think because I, I, mm-hmm. initially I like it to go over. I like I like San Fran to even maybe get into the high 20s, low 30s in this one by themselves. It, it'll be a close game, too. So I'm going to go, let's see, 35. Oh, I just, so you're going to go. I just said you nice pick, one. But, but as I, I talk right, myself dude. into No, this pick. is good because I made my pick while you were talking, so right, in my go, mind. I'm going to go for now San Fran 31-27. Wow. That's, okay, he's saying that. That's a big That's a big one. All right, and I'm a little opposite. I'm going to say it's going to be a one. Well, see, San Francisco's minus one, so I'm going to have them covering. I'm going 17-13 San Francisco. So I'm, I'm having San Francisco cover, went by four, but I'm keeping it way low. All right, well, do you want to play guess that line? Do you think it'll go up or down, or where do you think it'll go? Well, I believe it opened at two and a half and then for scooted back San Fran? for San Fran and then okay. scooted quickly towards the pick them, and now it's back. So I think probably on on kickoff on Sunday, it'll probably be back to two or two and a half. Two and a half is what I was Mm -hmm. thinking. Because, and and really, it's one of those things where no team wins by less than three, and then last week, uh, uh, New Orleans won by two. Two, (laughs) Anyway, whatever. Um, They were dogs. But yeah, so I just, the reason, even though it's going to be beautiful, I just think these two teams really have the punishing defenses. So that's why I'm going to go with that one. By Saturday, I'll probably come down on that score a little bit, but Mm -hmm. just now I'm kind of looking through... Mm-hmm. 
through uh, San Fran's schedule here, and they've been putting up some points as of late, so we'll, okay. we'll see what they can do. Cool. All right, so then let's wrap it up then with, with uh, the fourth of the fourth, and this is the game that I probably like the least. I, I do respect Peyton Manning. He is. We are watching. It's so fun to know you're watching a Hall of Fame player when you're watching him, and he's had his prime, but look what he just did this season. He set the all-time record for most touchdowns in the season. I think he had 54 I mean, he he had neck surgery. There's an article about him in the Sportsman of the Year uh, issue of Sports Illustrated, how he just he had neck surgery and just couldn't get his throwing mechanism back. And look, he's a machine. He he's a, a genius back there. He's like a coach on the field. He always had so so. Denver's minus nine and a half against San Diego, a team who went in there a few weeks ago and won 27-20. So Denver's minus nine and a half. The over-under is 54 and a half. What's the weather looking like that day? Okay, weather, it's going to just be Denver. I told Ryan earlier, I said, if you and people in Denver say, if you don't like the weather in Denver, wait 10 minutes. But right now, Weather Channel's got it as 42 degrees during the day, 26 at night. It's a 4.40 p.m. start for us, so that's 2.40 p.m. mountain time. And there's a 10% chance of precipitation, which, you know, that's going to be a snow wintry mix I'm sure in Denver so just a Denver day 54 and a half and the question comes down to this was is it a fluke that's because San Diego lost by a, a touchdown to Denver in San Diego and then San Diego went in and won by a touchdown in Denver so I'll just come out right right away and say it. San Diego is covering All I think right. it's going to be up and down so I'm going to say 38 to 31 Denver wow. mm-hmm. high scoring affair 38 31 Denver and that's a cover for San Diego with an over. And I might come down a little, you know, if, if to be more rational, you know, if I say 34 to 27, that sounds a little bit better. Cause that, that's, you might have just scared me into some more points here. Well, you know, that gets it to 61, but I'm 34-27 Denver in that one. So not covering but winning, and then they're going to host the uh, AFC Championship game in what I think will be against the New England Patriots next week. So it's nine and a half, correct? Yep. Okay, because I'm going to take that. I like Denver to cover that. So you are, like San Diego to cover? You like? Oh, no, I like Denver to cover. Oh, so we are going to be I, ooh, at it again. Yeah. Nice. If it was ten, I'd probably be a little more hesitant. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> but yeah, that half point's really good. That's great. And then even as I say that, I'm going to go more than a ten point win. I'm going to go. Ooh. Let's go 37-24. 37-24? Yeah. So they're just going to come out and dominate? Yep. All right, 37-24. Well, so I hope. Yeah. Well, the good news, I mean, we, we both have the exact same over, which is 61 points. So this 54-and-a-half, this I think we can agree that would be the thing, the consensus point on that one. We expect some points in, in this game. Yeah, and it's Denver. They can just explode for 30-and-a-half. Yeah. So, and that alone makes me like – I'll just take my chances with the over. Yeah. It, it could stay under. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you just got to kind of go the over there and expect yeah. Peyton's going to do his thing. I think that game where Denver went in was probably, or when San Diego went into Denver and won, was probably a fluke. I, they're, they're still a good team, and that's cool, but... Uh, I mean, nine and a half is a lot of points in the playoffs, and San Diego's been playing hot ball, as we're saying about hot teams. So, and Philip Rivers and his dumb bolo tie, or whatever. Oh, those <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want anybody to think bad that I think bad, but not a fan. I mean, Philip Rivers, very commendable football player, but the guy carries himself. Anytime things start going well for Philip Rivers, I see him in a microphone during a press conference, sneering. He kind of gets that Tony Romo stuff going on with his face, and I'm just like, come on, man, yeah. you know. And he's like, this is, you know, he does that that grinny smile where he's like, well, this is like the sixth week of playoffs for us i'm like don't grin and smile when you talk dude just go go play a be a football player so for those of you listening at home it'll probably be a chargers patriots 
AFC championship. <laughs> yeah, we Ryan and I talked. We were like, "What would be worst the worst possible. one?" And the Chargers were in there for. I was like, "Bengals Chargers versus like you know, it's like Philly." So Philly's gone. Ugh. But well, I uh, can honestly say, if it was, it'll, if it's Chargers Patriots, I'm not. I won't watch. Oh, for the a, for, the, for AFC, the AFC championship, I, I just, I'll I be cheering. Watch. I'll have to cheer for the Patriots in that one and be like, "Well, who are they going to play? Seattle or that's San Francisco?" You, that's how you something. know it's sad when you're forced to cheer for the. I Patriots. know. Well, you know, really, I mean, if Denver can't do it, Peyton Manning's going to this because this is probably his last run at it. I mean, I'm sure he's got maybe one more season. He's uh, he is a master back there. He's oh, like yeah, a. Is Denver going anywhere? I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm just saying. It, but can you imagine the heart getting ripped out of you if Denver doesn't do it for after the second year? In yeah. A row. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like a man can only take so much before they start believing that that this is their destiny. Peyton kind of seems like a human pinata, though. He can just get beat on and beat on, and still be. He'll show up, suit and tie to the press conference, and say what he needs to say. So, yeah, yeah, it is interesting. We're a lot of these guys who have been good for so long. Starting Tom Brady's getting up there now. Breeze is getting older. Yep. So yep. I mean, Brady won the Super Bowl. That was the year, you know, the game right after nine eleven in, in January of two thousand, or mm-hmm. I think it's the first week of February two thousand two. And and Tom Brady really hasn't stopped being a, a hero to people ever since, even through losing two straight Super Bowls. So yeah, and that's why Carolina San Fran is so fun. We have two new quarterbacks right. coming on the stage. Yeah, boy, both those guys. And you said it earlier, saying, "Well, Cam Newton hasn't done it yet." And look, I mean, Kaepernick, they. Uh, you know, Harbaugh gambled on him last year, and he paid off by getting him there. Got him really close, and so the I, the way I looked at him battle Aaron Rodgers last week, I said Kaepernick is something else. And I so. don't know if you've watched much TV this week, but Cam Newton's just carrying himself in a way like he's already won something. Mm, for that. Not good. I, I don't like the. I mean, and that's him. I, I can't it's fault his, him for that. Right. That's probably why he's as good as he is, but. Man, it, Sam Fran's no joke. I don't think you should be smiling and laughing. And yeah, I know. A couple hits there by Bowman beat. or something. Yep. It just, you can't do it. I hear you. Okay, Ryan, I'm going to need you really quick to scoot over a chair because I got a quick text message just now and I got a guest. There she is here. Hold on. Let me get the door. Hello, hello. Come on over here. Just come over here. All right. Sit on down. Okay. With us right now, she's one of the best people you could ever meet, especially at Impact 89 FM. Her name is Erin Elke. Erin, say hello to everybody out there. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Walk the Line. You know what you're going to get yourself into here? No, not at all. That's that's the point. Okay. We tried this last year, and the, the problem was it made us look pretty bad. So... But it's fun. This is cool. Have you ever picked football games before in your life? No, never. And uh, like on a scale of one to ten, how much of a football fan are you? One. Yeah. Two. T- tell me a little bit about football. When, what's your experience with football? I have gone to two MSU football games. Yeah. Did you cheer for the green team? Yes. Okay. And that's about it. Yeah. So so. <laughs> that's so sad. We waste our time. We we waste our time, Aaron, on on sports and stuff. What's your favorite thing to waste your time on? What are you just a big music file? Are you what do you what do you what's your big time waster in your life? TV. Yeah. What's yeah. your favorite show? Ah, uh, Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. You got all the DVD box sets and everything. I do. Seasons one through sixteen. Okay. On DVD. Oh. <laughs> wow. I told you I'm a big fan. And when was the last time you watched a Simpsons episode? 
like a week ago. Oh, I yeah? got it for Christmas, so I had to watch the whole season. Cool. Okay, good, good, good. All right, so, so you got a little taste. There's Aaron. She said she's been to two football games. Now, so Aaron, the, you're what I call the control group because uh, I like to explain that Walk the Line, we hear are a statistically based analytical sports prognostication show. Okay, and so what we do is we look at the stats. Ryan and I crunch numbers. We crunch old scores. We crunch con- weather conditions, teams, t- how many times have they played in the past, Everything we could crunch in the world, and we try to come up with what is correct because the point spreads are different. You know, you could say who wins or loses, but we want to know exactly. So I'm going to go back into the file here. So you do math and sports. Right. We combine math, especially because the thing is, in the line, you can have what's called a point spread where one team is favored by a touchdown. So they, so if you pick that team, they have to win by more. But you also have what's called an over-under, which is the combined final score. So if it, the final score is 21-20, that's a 41. So that's that's what we do. That if it, Ryan, would you agree from over here, Ryan? Just let's let's hear him say. Would you agree that that's pretty much what we spend ninety percent of our day thinking about? At least ninety percent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Aaron doesn't understand. You 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 don't you you don't just do this for football. Every single day, there's about 20, 30 basketball games in college, about thir- 20 ba- NBA games, right, Ryan? So yeah, you got the Fairfield Iona game we're thinking about tonight. I know, exactly, <laughs> and the most random things in the world. So this is what we do. This is our world. So, Aaron, you're allowed to pick from your heart, and I'm going to put a, a, a double E here because that's, that's who she is. She's double E, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the first game. It's tomorrow. It's at 4 4 uh, 30 p.m. It's the New Orleans Saints. They're going to Seattle, Washington to play, and it's going to be a rainy day. And Seattle is favored by eight points, and the over under is 45 and a half. So I just, you know, do you know anybody from New, New Orleans or Seattle? No. No, you don't. Have you ever been to Seattle? No. Do you want to go to Seattle? You no. seem like. Really? Doesn't it rain? Yeah. All it, the time? It's going to be raining all the time tomorrow. They probably have experience with that then. Yeah, they so do. They should win, right? Uh, you tell me. So why don't you give me a score? Seattle what, New Orleans what, and cu- bring it from the heart. I have to do a score? Yeah, just whatever you want. It, it's That's why you're here. And this is football? This is football. Um, well, I don't, because you Give can her our only... scores. Well, my score was 23-17. I'm not going to say who, and Ryan's score was 27-17, and I'm not going to say who. Well, I don't... That's the point, Aaron. <laughs> Well, like, can you get, Just like, don't use decimals. Yeah, you, is it possible to get, like, a 26 or something? Uh-huh, you can get anything from one to a million. For real? Well, you, from two to a million. You can't get one point. But you can go from two up. Two up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Usually stops around 50 or 60. Well... If, if, if at all. Cannot. She's going to be right about all four, Ryan. You no. realize this? <laughs> yeah, you are. You're going to be... This is amazing. I can tell what's going to happen here. Not about the score. No, okay. everything. 23... And for Seattle, eighteen, and New Orleans for eighteen. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And I'm not telling you any more scores from this point out. No. You're on your own because no, now you're on your it's own. Good to give her a. That was good. On. Yeah, we gave you. Now that was good. I'm very happy. Thank you, Aaron. The next game is tomorrow night. It's eight eight fifteen kickoff. It's in Boston or Foxborough, Massachusetts, between the Indianapolis Colts and the New England Patriots. Are you familiar with Tom Brady? I the Patriots always go to the Super Bowl. It seems like always. that, doesn't it? And I always root for them. Uh, okay, that's cool though. <laughs> they always go there. Okay, so it's just a standard team. All right. Well, then New England is favored by a touchdown by seven points at home, and the over under is fifty two. And it, the, the weather there is going to be rainy as well. So, so the thing is, New England's favored by a full touchdown over Indianapolis. So, what is your pick for that game? Twenty eight, twenty one. Okay. 
So you're just going to stick it right on there? Yep. And is New England going to win win the game? Yep. Dude, I bet you that sounds pretty good pick. Okay, you only got two more left. How oh, you, you doing okay? You holding up so far? This is intense. Okay, here we go. Next, on Sunday, San Francisco 49ers are going into Charlotte, North Carolina to play the Carolina Panthers. San Francisco, it's going to expect to be a close game. San Francisco is only favored by one point, and the over-under is 42. So uh, do you know anybody from San Fran? You ever been to the West Coast? Nope. You ever been to Charlotte, North Carolina? Maybe. Okay. Where's your favorite state other than Michigan? Um, probably mm, I don't know. Illinois. You ever been to Illinois? I've been to Florida. Okay, I've been to Florida's Wyoming. all right. Ryan and I are both from Illinois, so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Florida. Okay. Well, North Carolina is kind of close to Florida. It's going to be 57 and sunny that day. I like the 49ers. Okay, and so what's the final score going to be in that game? Um, 23-18. You already said that one. Dang it! You want to <laughs> Uh, 22. 26, 22? Yeah. You can go with 20. I'm going to do, I'm going to put it in parentheses, a 23, 18, because that could be just the, the pick to click or whatever. 18 is my favorite number. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put that in parentheses. You get to guess twice. Okay. Last but not least, Aaron Elke. The final game of the weekend is going to be Sunday uh, at 440 our time. It's the San Diego Chargers going into d- to Denver, and Denver's favored by nine and a half, so they're big favorites in the game. The over-under's f- 54 and a half, and, um, you know, Denver has a quarterback named Peyton Manning, and that's I all I'll tell him. you. Well, there you go. And so, have you ever been to Denver? It's good skiing there. No. No? No? Okay. So, give me a score in that one. Denver's favored by nine and a half. Um, by nine and a half. She's Wait, thinking it through, guys. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Because the thing is, it can it means that if it's if it's nine, then you lose if you pick them. But if it's ten, you win. They put half points in for the lines. That sometimes they're we don't understand why. Sometimes there's half points. Sometimes they're not. But all you have to do is give me a score. Um, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Okay, and who's gonna win that game, Denver or San Diego? Manning. Manning. Whoever he plays for. <laughs> all right, so she likes Denver. So here's what Aaron Elke has. I'll go from the top. She has. New Orleans and the under, okay, 23-18 in that one. She has New England pushing but staying under at 28-21. She has San Francisco covering and going over. Actually, she had, well, she went over and under, so that's okay. So she has San Francisco, and then she finished off by saying San Diego is going to cover and lose, and Denver's going to move on. So that was pretty good, Aaron. That was pretty good. What do you think? Yes, dude, you get it. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> good. Well, I, Aaron, I would like to thank you very much for stopping by Walk the Line here for episode 16, you know, first of 2014. You have to be on episode 18. You want, is that your other? That's your favorite number. That's my favorite number. Okay, we can. Well, then you know what? What's going to happen is we're going to get mad at you next week for being right and we're, well, we're wrong, <laughs> and then I'll forgive you for the next show. Okay. So, but you're having a good 2014 so far. A good start and everything. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Same here. Same here. So, everybody, that was Aaron Elke. Aaron, thank you very much. Let me get the door for you. Hold on one sec. All right. Bye, Aaron. Let's do a, a quick just summary, and you know, it's this was Walk the Line episode sixteen. Uh, it was the first show here in twenty fourteen. I'm very happy. I think Ryan, I'm not going to speak for you. Feeling happy this year, it's man? It's Definitely good to be back in the yeah. studio. It's a Friday here. Where oh yeah, in Michigan State Rose Bowl champions, you, we we got a full year to be able to say that. That's <laughs> that's good. We can we yeah, just it feels good to be at Michigan State. It's very snowy outside, and it warmed up everybody to thirty two, thirty five degrees today. It's a heat wave out there. 
So, uh, but you know, yeah. And number five, Michigan State beat Ohio State, and basketball. I never, I never thought we'd hear the Izzo chanting just like football to Ohio State fans. Yep. So and that, tomorrow, Ryan and I will be working the Minnesota game. So hopefully, the Spartans can keep it rolling in there. And you know, as walk the line progresses past football season, we're gonna we're gonna see we'll we're gonna have to into yeah some get into some b ball. Maybe do some recaps of the week uh, and see how how the teams did during the spreads and stuff like yeah. that. So uh, cool. Well. For Ryan Smith, is there anything else you want to add before we get out of here, Ryan? No, enjoy the weekend of divisional playoff games. Hopefully they're good, and we'll uh, see you next week. Yeah, you know you're, you know where to find us. We know where to find you. So, okay, let me uh, scoot the mic over here. That's squeak, and my, I'm going to place out here. My favorite part of every week right here. All right, here we go, everybody. Dan and Ryan, you just listen to Walk the Line, yeah. Take care, everybody. We'll see you later. Peace.